baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Ten oh eight WCCO. It's a Friday. We're having some fun uh, again. Dean Phillips is uh, has announced his candidacy for president. He is in New Hampshire, and I think he's set to make uh, an official announcement here. And we are efforting to uh, take that live once it happens, at least part of it. So stay mm-hmm. tuned for that. You're back now. Your screen is yeah. dark. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's all right. Yes, I... Not feeling great today, so thank you for putting up with me. Sorry, that's all right. Take breaks. No, I totally understand. You know, it's been a heavy. It's been a heavy week. A lot of news, or it's been a heavy. Excuse me, three weeks. Yeah, a lot of news. I think it affects us physically. Totally. uh, Oh, totally. Even stuff that doesn't like you know, if it doesn't even it doesn't directly happen to you. Mm -hmm. I've often wondered that before we get to quick takes, just briefly about Mm -hmm. working in a newsroom for you know twenty years and. You know, it's not all bad news, but dealing with the things that you've dealt with, speaking me, and seeing things that it it absolutely affects me. And I don't know if I've ever, like, sorted that out. Is is there – and I promise, David, we'll get to quick takes. <laughs> but is there a, um, like, one story that you remember in all of your 20 years of coverage that just sticks with you? Well, you know, it – I'll, I'll never forget after my after Morgan was born and I be, after I became a father, I'll never forget covering a news conference over at the Hennepin County Government Center. And it was a mother of a victim who had been killed. And it never affected me before until not to say that I was totally mm-hmm. cold about that. But after I became a father, like yes. it totally hit me different. and I never saw it coming. And I was like, oh, my God, like the pain of a parent after I'd become a parent. That was mm-hmm. It totally changed, and I'll never forget that moment. But, yeah, like, I mean, the bridge collapse, the things I saw during the bridge collapse mm-hmm. was, you know. But, yeah, that, that is the moment, though, that I'll, I'll never forget. So, on that light note, <laughs> let's go to quick takes. Well, we talked last month about the first dog, President Biden's dog, who uh, bit, I almost said allegedly, but I think it's confirmed, oh, yeah. bit uh, a number Commander. of people. Number, yeah. And was kicked out. Impeached, I like to say, from the White House. Well, there's another executive, Tim Walls, texting to, uh, today or yesterday. Text from my wife. It reads, uh, this damn dog. Scout yep. locked himself in the bedroom somehow. Yep. Uh, there is no key. I'm going to head home in a little bit. They got a ladder out. Yeah, that was they, on Wednesday. Uh, got the ladder out. Yep. Did they get the dog out of the room? Um, Did we need an update? I'm sure they got the dog out of the room. But what does this say? I mean, like, do our executives, it's, you know, it's first Biden, now it's Walls having dog problems. Do, do they just Democrats. need to not have dogs? Democrats. Or is it a Democrat It's a Democrat. That's a good question. Democrats shouldn't be pet owners. That's what I'm, I'm going to say that right now. Oh, my gosh. Jordana, you're a Democrat with a pet. What do you think about that? I mean, she's a good girl. I I think I'm a responsible pet owner. But again, she's eight pounds. So I don't know that she's attacking anybody or biting anybody or being really angry. And if she gets angry, I could pick her up and, you know, put her in a bag. But I don't know. I've never seen her angry. I think 
uh, sometimes rescue dogs, you know, have problems that can't be solved because of the abuse that uh, they've seen. But, you know, it's really on the pet owner to retrain or train the dog, especially if you get it from birth, to be good dogs. You're taking this way more seriously than I anticipated. You're supposed to, like, blame oh. the dysfunction in Congress for the dog it's, hiding. It's oh, Democrats. Okay, Republicans yeah. should be dog owners because oh. Republicans oh, are yeah. alpha, alphas, <laughs> alpha males. You need to be the alpha when, you have a, when you're All a right, dog we're owner. Gonna, we're going to move on from this ridiculous <laughs> sick take. Let's, yes, we're, we're done with this. Actually, I just repeated that. I did that on Wednesday. I had that, like, Ugh! that was my fake. Hot take guy. Republicans, Democrats don't need to own dogs. Uh, It's Packer week. The Vikings are getting ready for their first game against the Packers of the season, trying to get to 500 if they get a win. And many Vikings fans would say that the chances of the Vikings win win on Sunday comes down to which Kirk Cousins we get. If it's the Kirk Cousins we just saw against the Niners, then it's probably a win. If it's uh, a feeble Cousins under pressure, as we've seen a few other times, um, could be a loss on Sunday. Do you agree with that assessment, and do you think uh, the Vikings will win led by Cousins on Sunday? Yeah, you're scared of the letdown, and talking with the Gophers, too, after their uh, victory uh, over Iowa, uh, let letdown there possibly against Michigan State. I don't think so. I feel confident that the Vikings can go in to Lambeau and uh, win based on the fact that the Packers, I just don't think, are very good. Uh, so, no, uh, Vikings will win Sunday. Uh, write it down. Yeah. Even if Cousins had a, has a mediocre game? Yes. So still even okay. a me- yes. Yeah. That. I didn't ask you, Jordana. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Talk about I'm a crabby on co-worker. The coworker thing. Is it? I know, right? <laughs> no, you can't pull it off, David. You're too positive. A misguided thrill seeker at Orlando's Disney World jumped off a bridge into a lagoon, allegedly to win a bet of six thousand dollars. Video Ooh, show- wow. posted on social media shows the bandana wearing climber, or a jumper, climb over the bridge and jump into the Italian Pavilion Pond at the amusement park. He can be heard saying, how deep is the water? Just before jumping, he earned a one-year ban from Disney Parks because of that. Uh, Jordana, would you have taken that jump for six grand, and have you ever done something stupid for a bet? I mean, I like money, but here's the deal. I remember that story of a little kid playing by one of the waterways in Disney a few years back, and an alligator came up and snatched this young boy and dragged him under. And Disney parks and divers spent a long time looking for this boy. They did find his body. He was drowned by the alligator. And um, I, since then, uh, and when I'm in Florida, which I spend a lot of time in Florida with my parents, um, I would never jump in a waterway in Florida Ever. So, no, $6,000 is not worth the possibility of me getting eaten by an alligator. Well, that took a dark turn. Yeah, sure did. Talking about dead well, kids. Uh, I mean, we were talking wow. about... A, dead kids. Don't you remember that story yes, when the awful. kid got dragged under? It was yes. awful. It was at Disney. Yeah, it was at a Disney World Park. 
at I mean, Disney on Disney campus. Like, what worst. what are you doing, Disney, that you don't have the waterways blocked off from the outside so freaking alligators yeah. can't get into Disney World? That's insane. <laughs> what was the question again? I've, I've, I've yeah, forgotten. I know, right? Would you? Would I take? Well, the would bet? you take would the I six grand to, to jump swim in into... an alligator-infested waterway? Well, there's no. Okay, here's the deal, guys. You don't know that there are alligators. You don't know, and there is probably not alligators. And of all the millions of people that got on Disney, only one of them has gotten eaten by alligators. So it's probably not going to be you. <laughs> one is enough. I could use the six grand. Yeah, I me mean, too. Snakes, like, uh, but if they're like water moccasins, then I'm. I don't want any part of that. You don't do snakes. Yeah. yeah. So no, I'm not taking it. Are you, David? Yes, of course. No, I'm not. Yeah, doing six that. grand just to jump in and get wet, and uh, I don't even want to go to Disney, so I'll take the one year ban. That's fine. And get possibly eaten by an alligator. Uh, plans yeah. to six build... grand isn't going to even pay for your funeral, buddy. <laughs> plans to build a separated bikeway on St. Paul's Summit Avenue as part of a major reconstruction of the historic roadway. Received support from the Met Council this week. A separated bike path is planned to be added to the road in an effort to improve accessibility, enhance safety, and promote equitable access to the streets. Uh, also, in a, a hope to reduce carbon emissions. Adam, uh, do you think that's a good plan for Historic Summit Avenue to add a separated bikeway? Yeah, it's a beautiful summit's gorgeous. Uh, and it's, yeah, I think that's a, that's a road that's not like a main thoroughfare where it's like people are using Summit to, you know, like like a freeway. So, yes, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful boulevard. It's very pedestrian-friendly, should be bike-friendly. Now, if just we could get the Summit Avenue Association to relinquish their need for the 45-mile-an-hour speed limit on I-35 through downtown St. Paul, that is still the most bizarre thing in the world where you have an interstate that goes through St. Paul and it's the speed limit is 45 miles an hour. It's ridiculous. What was the question? <laughs> I don't know. Why do you care so much about that speed limit? It costs you like 15 seconds. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Like two miles slow way down. a little slower. No, two miles. It's like, uh, it's like a three and a half mile, four mile stretch. Oh, I'm sorry. I exaggerated by one mile there. Well, I mean, give me a break. It's the rich, the rich people up on Summit Avenue don't want to hear the traffic. You can't hear the freeway traffic. <laughs> Uh, Whatever Adam got, said. Yeah, we're talking about Cranky co-worker. Wow. It's Cranky co-worker today, know. baby. I don't know what we're talking about anymore. I think I we're done. Even. Can I go yet? No, you, yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. No, you can't leave yet. You still have an hour and a half of the uh, show. Fine. By the way, David, why do you want to leave so badly? Because I got a three o'clock flight. I'm going to hop on the train. Let's go. Let's talk about where David is going next. David is counting the minutes. It is an hour and 37 minutes right now that uh, he gets to bust out of the studio. But David, why are you so anxious to abandon us? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm. Uh, the van is packed. My family's meeting me at the airport. I'm going to take the train down there. We're on our way to Italy for a week and a half. You are? Well, I am. Wow, you didn't even ask for advice where to go. Um, it's all. It's all. I had AI, AI. I had AI plan AI? the whole trip for you. you know, well, you didn't even plan any of your Rome. trip. There's this it's place. It's, uh, there's some you. ruins. The Colosseum <laughs> now. It's a little run down, but I'm told that there was a significant things happened at the Colosseum. Really? I heard there's graffiti there. Yeah. Check it out. Um, yeah, my. Uh, so we have. I have family like all over the world. So my my wife's 
brother lives in Bristol, and we like to see their family, you know, once a year if we can. And they told us that if we... Bristol as in England? Bristol, Bristol? England. Yes, England. And, and we've been to Bristol a couple of times, but we wanted to go somewhere different. And they told us if we go anywhere in Europe, they would meet us for a long weekend. Oh, nice. So we're like, all right, great. And we started searching around. We're basically like, okay, we want to go to Southern Europe. Where can we get cheap flights? And we found reasonable flights to Milan, Italy. So we we booked them, and then the rest of it we really threw together last minute. We're just booking Airbnbs and trains and all that stuff in the last uh, week or so here. So we're we're on our way. We're a little underprepared, I would say, but uh, we're going to have a great time. Underprepared as to what, what do you mean? Um, I mean like – like we, no itinerary. You're just uh, going to go and travel, right? Yeah. I mean, no, we do have an itinerary. We booked all of our lodging on like two weeks' notice, and we booked all of our trains on two weeks' notice, and then we have a, a little idea, like a couple of Sparks notes for each town. We're going to like four or five different places, um, but we don't have like, we're going to do this this day, we're going to do this this day. And it's a true like, I mean, we're staying in a different place every couple of nights. Everything's on our backs. Uh, we're... I mean, it's going to be great, but it's going to be a lot of, like, figuring things out on the fly. Any advice for him, Adam? Oh, <laughs> me giving him travel advice? Like, well, uh, you know. I'd be like, well, where are the good hotels? And uh, where's the <laughs> wine? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, what, but that's not David's trip. See, so you guys travel very differently. That's what I'm saying. You know? That's why my advice yeah. to him. Mm-hmm. You were in Florence, right? Oh, yeah. So somebody just said Are you going me, to Florence? We're going to Florence oh. just for like a day on our way back up to Milan. But somebody just sent me a picture of like they have wine windows yeah. in Florence. Uh, there are only two that still operate. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, the, the and I forget the, you have, in fact, Jen, she's listening right now. Whether we failed to hit the wine window, and oh. she was very disappointed with that. But wow. yeah, the wine windows are. This is used to be where they would just mm. just go up to the wine window and get yourself a glass of wine. Um, mm. And there are still two that are in operation. Um, but I will give you a little advice on a sandwich shop in Florence oh. if you do have time. Uh, that was just it was the best sandwich I've ever had in my entire life. So wow, yeah. I love that David travels like this. Like this is a very. I asked him yesterday or two days ago. I'm like. You know, where are you? Are you going away on vacation? He's like, yeah, we're going to Italy. I'm like, oh my god, that's huge. That's like the I'm going trip to Brainerd. I'm going to Brainerd. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to Italy this weekend. And uh, that's so David and Katrina, though, and they are living the life, you know, the millennial life that we all say we wanted to live as Gen Xers or baby boomers. And you guys are really doing it. And you're traveling, by the way. With two small children, yeah. you know, Cape, uh, winter's five and Caper's, what, three and a half? Three, yep, yep. Yeah, so um, are they good travelers? Are you worried about that long flight? What's the sitch? Uh, no, I'm not worried about that long flight. They did one twice as long last year. It's going to be just fine. I will say one of our uh, policies about traveling with kids is to try to always have more adults than kids. So on this trip... Uh, one of Katrina's brothers is coming with us. We're meeting the other one there. We're then meeting a couple of cousins who uh, live in Rome later on in the trip. So all of the time we're there, they will be more adults than kids, which means when one of us needs a break or if one of us wants to go adventuring on our own or, or have a little date night or something mm-hmm. like that will be possible. Because if, you, if you're there and it's just two on two, yeah. you spend a lot of time just – taking care of kids right. and that's fine yeah. but you need yeah. to also like you i want really to experience things too and get a little break and my in in-laws and cousins want to see my kids so it's a win-win for everybody and we will do a lot of stuff the kids want to do and we'll also try to do the stuff that we want to do as well so 
you know, Adam used to give us updates, whether they be fake or not. Uh, David, can we count <laughs> they're, on... They're all fake. That's right. Yeah, you better give us some updates. Uh, can we yeah, count sure. on updates, updates from you? Yeah. Okay, we would love... We don't want to make you Pouring work on your vacation. You them, yeah, should I just record them all, like, now? Or should or I we wait just over there? We could play my old ones, too. Like, <laughs> pouring the wine, like somebody thought, oh, wow, that sounds great. He's having another glass of wine during... Uh, right. Uh, but no, I, I'm excited for you. Tuscany, boy, oof. Brunello di Monticino. What's the one. weather there like now? Uh, it's supposed to be good. like 60s, but rain oh, okay. off and on. So Ooh, we'll that's not how, great. We'll see how that goes. So you fly from here to Amsterdam. Oh yeah, and then straight to Milan from there. Yeah. So it's a pretty, it's a pretty nice itinerary. Yep, it's easy enough. Yep. Well, oh, uh, Milan, not even dare fashion, yes. yeah, the thank shopping. You, thank you. Oh, Milan. I have not been. I would love to go to Italy, yeah. and and someday I will. Yeah. You should just go. You shouldn't amazing. someday it. You got to go. Go with David. I, dude, I got kids in college. <laughs> and I, I mean, uh, right, right now, you know, I can't. Because, Adam, I prefer to travel like you. Good hotels. Yes. Good wine. Decent good wine. Restaurant. Yeah. Yes. Shopping in Milan. Yep. So I will have to save up a little bit for that to happen. And that's okay. Uh, text. Uh, David, have an amazing trip. He's, he's got an hour and a half left. Text in if you got some advice for. Uh, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, six five one four six one nine two two six. Maybe something to watch on the plane because Tim Lammers joining mm-hmm. us next. He's got uh, a streaming pick and a theater pick. Uh, we always love to talk to Tim, and he's coming up next. All star closer Kenley Jansen. We have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We may need a movie or a show to take our mind of how horrible the world is. There's a lot of strife, and boy, it is nice to get a break through some entertainment. As he always does on Friday mornings at 1030, Tim Lammers is joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline with his reviews and suggestions. Tim, always great to chat with you. You too, Jordana, and unfortunately for you in October, I've been putting your mind every week on a horror yes. film. I know, it's been awful. Well, it's the time of year. Me. It's that time of year, though. Yeah, it is. It, it is Shocktober, as some say. It it's is. scary so season. The last so you're going to start with something called uh, Friday Night, at, Night Freddy. at Freddy's on Peacock TV. David, let's hear a little bit of it. Hi, this is Mike. I was just calling to see if that job that you offered was still available. Yes. The security guard. I will take anything. This place was huge in the 80s with the kids. They shut it down years ago. The owner's just not ready to let it go yet. I will work and you will sleep. I understand. Give me your hand. Okay, so what is this? I'm assuming it's scary, right? Is it a, a Kruger, Freddy Krueger thing? <laughs> Freddy Krueger? <laughs> no, no. Oh, it's no, not? But oh, you know okay. what? It, it, look, if, if you've been to any of these family restaurants that have, you know, like they're a play place and they got video games and yeah. sometimes yeah. animatronic figures, those animatronic figures are freaky. That's right. Okay. Showbiz pizza place. I still have nightmares. 
There you go. There you go. And and so certainly these places have existed. Some of them may still exist. Freddie uh, Fazbear's Pizzeria in video game and movie form exists because this is based on a popular video game that's mainly about jump scares. And my son gave me a quick introduction to it uh, yesterday before we went to this film together um, so I could have some sort of idea. Uh, the game is mainly about jump scares, but since it's a video game series, there's been lore uh, about the game and the characters created, their books, etc., action figures. I mean, it's a big, big deal, this Five Nights at Freddy's thing. So, um, yeah, I have to say, not knowing anything about it going in, I was very impressed with what I saw. I thought, okay, this is going to be a jump scare movie. Yes. Uh, it sort of felt like a Goosebumps episode at first. And then, you know, these creatures come to life, and then that's scary. And then it kind of delves into psychological thriller territory. It's somewhat of a ghost story. I, I couldn't believe how engaged I was by this movie. I thought, okay, this is going to be a dumb movie, especially when it seemed like the studio, Universal, didn't have any confidence in it because they started streaming it on Peacock TV right away as well. So you can actually get it in theaters and on Peacock if you want to stream it. But I think it's a lot better than if, I don't know what, why they're doing it. It's like, why would you do that? You want to make money on your movie. I guess you can subscribe mm -hmm. and make money that way to the streaming service. But yeah, I was... I was mildly freaked out by this film. <laughs> freaked out in a good way. <laughs> well, and, and here's the thing. It's a PG-13 film. And I know some diehards are saying, oh, it's got to be an R-rated movie. Well, you got to remember, the demographic for this game is pretty young. So I find this interesting because there might be younger kids that play this. And I'm seeing this movie, at least from a, a parent's standpoint, and I'm thinking, you know what? If my kids were under 10, there's no way I'd bring them to this movie. Mm. I, would, I would let them, mm -hmm. you know. But, but then at the same time, you might think, well, if they played the video game, maybe they're all used to it already. Yeah. I don't know. But, I mean, just as a guy who wasn't familiar with the lore, wasn't familiar with the video game, et cetera, et cetera, prior to this film, I, I mean, that's the way I viewed it. I thought, this isn't a movie for younger kids. You raise a good point, though, about Halloween movies and that, you know, there still should be uh, a, a chance for, you know, not super young kids, but even younger kids to, like, see, and I, I use the word horror movie, but a, a scary movie where it's not yeah. blood and slasher film kind of thing. And there, there should be, a, you know, an outlet for that. Yeah, and, and certainly I mentioned Goosebumps last yep. week, but I think that even delves into teen territory. I mean, my, my standbys, and they're great standbys, are your Nightmare Before Christmas movies, you know, uh, the, 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 you know, the, the stop motion animation, that's a classic. I mean, yeah, introduce them to something like that rather than throwing them yeah. into Five Nights mm -hmm. at Freddy's. Or like, and before we get to uh, the, the movie pick here, uh, or the Netflix, uh, the Pain Hustlers, I wanted to. You and I have, I think, share the love of the classic horror film, and I'm talking about the, the you know, Bela Lugosi's Dracula. And oh yeah, Boris oh, Karloff's yeah. Frankenstein. I mean, those, and it's just amazing to me how they hold up. And it's, and, and you know what the amazing thing is about that, Adam? They're all rated G. Yes, <laughs> that's what. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, but they're scary mm -hmm. as heck. 
they're scary, yes. and but they're, they're they're human stories as well. Yes. I mean, they're they're about tragic figures, tragic characters, and in a way, that's the kind of weird thing about after Five Nights at Freddy's. These animatronic creatures are actually tragic characters. So there's a little bit, a lot more in this case than to these characters than I ever would have imagined going in. All right, uh, the streaming pick this uh, week is uh, on Netflix. Uh, Emily Blunt, Chris Evans. It's called Pain Hustlers. I will not give up on my dreams. I will make my life count. You're gonna get through this. It's who you are. I will make my life count. Only two years of high school. Well, I left to pursue a career in sales. Cut call. What is that like? Steak knives? Yeah. Um, it was other kinds of knives too. Mm-hmm. Give me a shot, please. Don't embarrass me. Hi. Hi. Nice to meet you. Oh. Oh. Pleasure is mine. What do we got here? Hmm. Yeah. Well, this is another opioid drama, yeah. although it's it's much lighter than nature than your dope sick. And uh, there's another one on Netflix, another opioid drama with Matthew yeah, Broderick. Yeah, painkillers or... Yeah, painkillers, the Sackler story. Um, this one delves into more of the sleazy sales tactics that these reps for this small pharmaceutical startup that they participated in uh, to sell, to get doctors on board to, to prescribe their fentanyl-based medication. Um, and Chris Evans it plays one of the, it's probably the sleaziest thing I've seen him play. And he's really good. I mean, you know, you love him as Captain America. He's a good guy, all-American good guy. And here it's just like you want to, he's such a sleazeball. <laughs> you know, you want to just tell him to shut up. But, you know, it just kind of, they, they claim in this movie that, oh, this is standard. They, they pay these doctors that they get to prescribe the medications speaker fees which basically is greasing them with cash and all sorts Mm -hmm. of other fringe benefits in order for them to get them to sell the medication now this is based on a true story of course they you know they have to make it into a movie so they're going to take a lot of liberties but it's still just as jarring in the end because eventually we do get to that aspect where the addiction that people have to, to fentanyl and these opioids ends tragically so it, it's really another eye-opening movie and, and i don't you know some people are saying well how many of these sorts of opioid dramas do we need to get well i don't think enough i think you right. really need to alert the public of the dangers of this stuff and the practices of some of these you know uh companies and their representatives in order to get that medication out there it it's really jarring stuff Okay, that see that's interesting that you say that because I've watched uh I watched the Michael Keaton movie and a little bit of Painkillers and I find it to be so disgusting and oh, so God, depressing. Yeah. And I thought to myself, "Oh my gosh, we have to stop this." But it's interesting to hear you say we need more. And is it because you think people or salespeople should should pay attention or pharmaceutical companies should know that these practices exist? Well, yeah, because here's the thing. What happened to the Sacklers? Nothing. Yep. Nothing. Nothing happened awful. to them. Which is now, just crazy. In this, yeah, and, and in this particular case, this was a real startup. I think they were I-N-S-Y-S, INSYS, 
I don't quote me on that, but I think that was the name of the actual company where, you know, they were prosecuted and there was some jail time, but not nearly enough. Mm, not not nearly, nearly enough. enough. It's like taking baby steps ahead. It's, it's just amazing to me that people can, can get away with these crimes because they are crimes and, and serve probably their jail time in a, in a country club. Yeah. You know, so no, no, it's never enough. In, in, in a way, this is the only sort of way that some of the people that have fallen victim to this stuff have gotten justice mm -hmm. to expose these yeah. people and these mm -hmm. practices. So that's why, yes, have we seen it before? Yes. This, again, it kind of takes on more of the, it goes after the, 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 the sales practices than it does the yeah. actual addiction. You do get the addiction part as well, but it's more mm -hmm. of, the stuff that uh, that you see on the front end, uh, and, it, and again, it's it's pretty amazing that these things go on and it goes on right under our noses. And people got very very rich off people getting addicted oh. to opioids and dying, which is oh yeah, grotesque. It, 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 yeah. It, you're right, you're right, Adam, and you're right, Jordana. It is disgusting. But it's again, yeah. let's roll it all out there for everybody yeah. to see and call these people out. We're talking uh, to Tim Lammers. Tim, I know. Uh, they got one more week to try to resolve that uh, actor strike, and then it won't be until January, right, before yeah. they come back. So uh, yeah. it's, it's, it drags on. It drags on, and, you know, the reports are coming out that they're a little bit closer, and they are going to meet again today. So, yeah, it is basically, and, it, and a lot of people have said this, let's give it to, to, till November. I mean, November is next week. So the studios aren't kidding when they say, this is a couple of days ago, they said, we're going to give this one more week, and that's it. We're going to pull back. So um, the, the, the message apparently from the Guild to its membership is, we're not going to cave. So it's going to be an interesting uh, next yeah. couple yeah. of days, and maybe by next week we're going to know whether this thing is going to drag on or possibly, hopefully, we're going to talk about its settlement. Well, we all want it to be settled, but I, I, I'm in. We're in SAG-AFTRA, so we want the actors to get what they need. The way the writers yes. got what they need, the way the United Auto Workers uh, got what they were demanding. So now is the time, and if that means we're delayed getting our entertainment, and no offense, Tim, I know that's you know your bread and butter, then I'll wait because I want the actors to be victorious. Oh, don't worry. I'll find something to talk about. I want, <laughs> yeah. them to get what, I want them to get what they have coming to them. And here's the big misconception out there is that we're really only aware of the, you know, the top, the, the upper echelon, the one, two percent of the George Clooney's of the world and, and all those. And you think, well, why did yeah. they don't need more money? There are the, the other 98 yep. percent. Yes. Struggle to make a living. Barely get by. Yep. Yes. This, Yes. This is really mm -hmm. uh, the, the the toll it's taken already over the past hundred days on them has been so damaging. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it, it's going to be a tough deal if they got to go uh, through the holidays actually mm -hmm. um, without this thing settled. A texter uh, texted in a question, and it's it's perfect because I've always wondered this too, and I'm going to ask it to you. Does Tim take notes when watching a movie in the theater on Ooh. paper or a laptop? How do you do that? Do you I take do notes? every time it's dark. I scribble in faith, hoping I can read it, and I never look at my notes ever. Wow. So that's, that's the truth. I mean, there are sometimes, let's say if I know it's for an interview, then I will try to be a little more careful. And I'll read those notes. But mm -hmm. I, I think I just feel better knowing that the notes are there. 
<laughs> but I but gotta, honestly, yeah. I, I nine out of ten times I don't read them afterwards. It's just mm-hmm. it's it just kind of the way the, the impression the movie made yeah. on you, and then once you start writing, it just sort of flows. You commit it to memory uh, by writing it down. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, the highlights, the lowlights, etc. And and, the, and and Five Nights at Freddy freak me out. It did. That, that's okay. a big takeaway there. Okay, I we'll might have to check it out it. to see why no it freaked problem. you out. Mm-hmm. Well, it's uh, those animatronics. It's like dolls, you know. They freak me out. Yeah, (laughs) I hear you. Thanks, Tim. Have a great weekend, sir. Have a great Halloween weekend. We'll talk next week. Sounds good. Tim Lammers. And you can find more of Tim's info at directconversations.com, all his interviews. Uh, It's a really fun site. You know, he brought up something, Adam, that I don't know that we've ever discussed. Uh, And going back to the opioid crisis, because that's what we got talking about, um, the salespeople... You know, he he mentioned the Sacklers weren't really held accountable. I mean, their company was disbanded. They owe billions of dollars. You know, yet they remain rich. The the Sackler family remains rich and they will never see jail time, which is a travesty of justice, by the way. Travesty. But the salespeople, you know, this is a there's a new uh, segment or excuse me, a new show about the salespeople. Do you think the salespeople should have faced repercussions, legal ones? Uh, well, think about it. I'll, Hold I'll on. I don't want to put... Yeah, I'll answer yes. that uh, after the break. Should the salespeople, yeah. are, are they accountable? Should they be held mm-hmm. accountable for what they what they sold? We'll, find, we'll give our answers, and you can chime in, too. 651-461-9226. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 